When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Glad to welcome you back to the Crimson Tide Sports Network. And this is the time where we talk to the great players in Alabama football history. This is our Alabama Legends segment, and it is brought to you by the Bryant Museum. If you're making your way to Tuscaloosa this weekend, make sure you stop by the Bryant Museum and get ready to go for Alabama against Georgia coming up tomorrow night from Bryant-Denny Stadium. And anytime we say Alabama against Georgia, a lot of memories go back to the year 2008. It was Alabama against Georgia in Africa. Athens. The Bulldogs wearing black jerseys. The Crimson Tide wearing the Crimson Helmets with the white jerseys and the white pants. And running the football for Alabama in that game was Glenn Coffey, who joins us now over the phone. And Glenn, I'm sure hearing just Alabama and Georgia has to bring back great memories for you. How's everything going? It's going good. Um, thanks for having me on, by the way. Yeah, um, we're certainly but yeah, glad game. to have you. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah thank you, thank you. But uh, the game, it, de- it definitely brings back memories because I remember thinking um, when we first walked into the stadium that it was just cool, you know, because they had talked about the blackout game and, you know, they was going to be blacked out and, and all the fans had on their black shirts. And when I first walked in, I was thinking like, man, they really put a lot of effort into this, you know. Yeah, they certainly did. And then for the Crimson Tide, what was your week of preparation and getting ready for that game like? Because Georgia had been rolling in those years in the SEC. Alabama was still on its way up. But what do you remember about the preparation? What was the game plan going into that game? Uh, I mean, as far as preparation, you know, it's Coach Saban. So no no team was different. You know, if we would have been playing Vanderbilt, it would have been the same preparation. Um, so... As far as us as players, we were ready. You know, we were hyped up because they had a lot of stars on that team, and we knew they was going to be hyped up and they were going to bring it. And so, um, I mean, we approached it like we approach every other team. You know, I mean, it was it was more exciting. 
because there was a lot of excitement in the stadium. And, uh, you know, we couldn't help but get hyped up as well. You know, we try to keep it cool, calm, and collective. But, you know, I mean, all that trash they was talking leading up to the game, we were ready. We were ready to play ball. And I'm sure you guys were confident as well. The uh, season opener in 2008 was the win against Clemson. That was another team that was kind of established at that point. Playing them in Atlanta, Alabama really takes over and gets a great win from the start there. Did that early season win give you guys a lot of confidence? Uh, I would say some confidence, but it was more like a, it was more of like a nervous excitement. Um, I don't know why, but I thought of like uh, when uh, when people first started trying to settle in the Americas and, you know, we ran into, uh, they ran into Native Americans, you know, um, I'm sure there was a little bit of, 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 of fear, you know, but, um, but excitement as well, because, you know, you're coming to a new land and, and let's say, let's say you've been in that land two years, you know, all your crops are growing well, your family's healthy, you know, you, you've got structures and buildings that you've built up and you, and you're thinking to yourself, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is new for me, but I can do this. And for us at that time, it was new for us to be in a spotlight like that. We had Coach Saban. We had just beat Clemson. And to say we were full of confidence, I feel like wouldn't be telling the whole truth. But um, I would say it was more so nervous excitement because we did have that feeling that we could, you know, do something special that year. But at the same time, we had no clue. So we just took it game by game. And in this game we're talking about against Georgia, just what were some of the early signs that you guys would have control in that ball game? It seems like offensively you're able to do whatever you wanted. Uh, yeah, it's hmm, we're just a well-oiled machine. Uh, we know we had to do the win. Uh, we wanted to control the ball, control the clock, uh, play good defense. You know, back then it was simple Alabama football. It's um, I feel like it's it might be shifting towards that a little bit this year, but back then, you know, it was a whole different groove, a whole different rhythm. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you remember how we played ball back then. It, well, I feel like we were the only team in the nation who only just wanted to punch you in the mouth and then worry about the score later, worry about the wins and losses later. You know, that's how we approached every game. And, of course, Alabama just ran the football so well back then. Uh, you look at what you were doing as one of the leading running backs, and then you factor in a freshman named Mark Ingram. Roy Upchurch also had good moments in that game. Just Did you love the rushing attack and the running backs room you guys had that year? I mean, of course, because I was a North and South guy. Mark was a North and South guy. And Roy just, Roy just wanted to get out there and just, and just play. And so to know that we were going to get carries – um, throughout a whole game, every season, every game that that season, it was a it was a good feeling, you know. Um, and in the first quarter, you know the defense they trying to hit you. It's a grown man trying to throw his body into you. Second quarter, same thing. In the third quarter, you can already tell the defense is like, damn, I'm kind of tired. Uh, my shoulder is sore. Um, you know, I'm hurting over here. And every time I try to hit this dude. He's trying to bring it every time. And by the fourth quarter, all you see is arms. You know, everybody's trying to arm tackle. So I think as a running back, that was the greatest feeling for me. It wasn't It wasn't having long touchdown runs. It wasn't having a lot of yards at the end of the game. It was knowing that I had grown men out there 
playing like they was like they was playing back in Cedar League football, like it was their first time trying to tackle somebody. You know, that was the best feeling for me as a running back. Making a, making another man say, I don't wanna I don't I'm I'm gonna throw my arm out there and hope that my that my teammates help me out. Yeah, what do you remember about the two touchdowns run you you had in that game? Uh I remember my second one, um I had to do a little a little a little hop step to the outside. You know, I I got the ball, I was gonna go up the middle, I saw some trash, saw a defender, had a little hop step, you know what I'm saying, got in the end zone. But that game I was actually disappointed in myself because I felt like I left a lot of yards on the field. I wanna say I only ended up with like eighty eighty something yards. Um so I definitely wanted to make more of an impression. But, you know, I was happy we won the game and stuff and I didn't do nothing crazy like Actually, I think I did fumble once in that game. Yeah, I had like five fumbles that season. So, uh, but uh, but you know, I was ha- I was happy we won the game, but I wasn't impressed with myself at all, though. Well, Alabama fans were certainly happy to get the win. Uh, just saw that 2008 season, there were a lot of big wins. I mentioned the game against Clemson earlier in the season. You had this game against Georgia that we're talking about today. But uh, what else do you remember about some of those wins kind of later on in the season, whether it was going to Knoxville, taking over Neyland Stadium with Alabama fans, beating Auburn later in the year, and going to LSU? That was also one of the really big wins of the year. Just what were some of your favorite memories from that season? Uh, just the way we won the games. You know, they knew what we was going to do. They knew what we had. We wasn't trying to hide anything from anybody. Uh, I mean, it just, everybody knew. The whole nation knew. People who didn't even really watch football knew what we were going to try to do as far as the game plan and as far as what we did on the field. So I think that was the the best feeling was because it was almost like, you know, like arm wrestling somebody. Like it wasn't, it wasn't jujitsu. You know, it was nothing technical. It wasn't no no boxing match. It wasn't a sweet science. It was just simply, you know, let's sit down at this table and let's arm wrestle. And and for the most part, I mean, we won those arm wrestling tournaments until we ran into a guy named Tim Tebow. But you know. Well, Alabama would get payback the next year uh, in the SEC championship game en route to the national championship. Uh, when you are able to look at what Alabama's offense has changed into, a lot of people credit that with Coach Kiffin in the middle part of the last decade. And then what do you think when you watched the Ole Miss game? Would you have liked to play in a game like that that was 63-48? to 48? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it would have been exhilarating. Um, me, I don't know how much I would have liked it. Because I'm, I don't know, I'm thinking my high school, middle school, college, I never really played in an offense like that, so I couldn't really, um, I really don't know how I would have felt about that. Because um, for a running back, that means you know I'm, I'm coming out the field a lot on on, on uh, running routes and stuff like that, and, and having to block a whole lot, which is not fun. <laughs> having <laughs> to block is, is not fun. You know when you when you walk up to the line of scrimmage, or you walk up to the to the you know, to um to start to play and the quarterback goes through his through his cadence and then they switch from a, a four man to a three man front and then you got your wheel and your mic, you know, doing all types of stuff and then the safety starts to creep down and you're like, All right, where are they gonna come from? Like, that's not fun. You know, that is not fun to have to do blitz protection all game long. But uh I'm sure I'm sure is you know, I'm I'm sure it, it would have been a fun time, you know, scoring all those points and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm a I'm a hard nosed cat. 
at least on the field. I'm not trying to talk like I'm tough or something <laughs> like that. But uh, just give me the ball and tell me to run, and 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 I'll try to get you that at three, four, or five yards, and maybe I'll pop one for you every once in a while, you know. So I'm sure they had fun, fun though. Yeah, speaking of hard nose, what do you think of Najee Harris and the Alabama running backs this year? Uh, I'm so proud of him because I remember I used to always tell him like, Najee. You are big. Like I understand you. You are two hundred thirty pounds, and you can move like a cat, and and your balance is off the charts. But like every once in a while, all you have to do is lower your shoulder, and 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 fall forward and use that momentum. Because if you looked at his high school highlights, that's all he did, and it was effortless for him. But then when he got to college, I felt like he wanted to make the big play every time he touched the ball. And obviously you can't do that as a running back, especially not in the SEC. Maybe in the Pac-12, but not in the SEC. Um, and so I'd always tell him, like, bro, if you add physicality to your game, you will be unstoppable. And so I feel like he's done that more this year, and and, and, and so I'm definitely proud of him. Um, I wish they had somebody else step up. I was hoping Brian would step up. Um, and... uh. And so, yeah, I wish it was more of a balanced running attack as far as just throwing guys in there. Um, but 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 Najee is doing great right now. Yeah, he certainly is. And as we start to wrap things up, Glenn, just what can you tell Crimson Tide fans about what you're up to these days? Uh, well, I want to be a carpenter. Um, the reason why I left Alabama early, I still had one season I could have played. The reason why I left early is because I didn't want to play football anymore. But I figured if I got paid to play, I'd tolerate it. And um, so I got to the NFL and I actually got more depressed after getting the money than I was before. So that's why I quit the NFL after a year. Like, I know I know, I said, God, put this on my heart and, and yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, I just didn't want to play football anymore. Um, and so I've been on this journey through life just to say, you know, who am I and what I want to do. And uh, I worked on a farm like a... Uh, um, a self-sustaining, organic, holistic farm. And um, so that's what I want to do. And I want to be able to build structures on that farm and just be like a self-reliant type of dude, you know, work with my hands because I never did that before because of sports. Um, so right now um, I'm about to start re remodeling houses uh, and, and, and go that route. And I want to be able to build a house from the ground up. Um, so that's pretty much what I'm on right now, man, just keeping things simple and um, – just trying to prepare myself for, for my dreams later on in life, which is just waking up, walking outside with a coffee and seeing like pasture and livestock. And, you know, I want to have a, a huge garden and that's kind of right. That's kind of the route I want to go. Well, that's certainly exciting. We're certainly glad you're on that path. Kind of some years away from your college days or NFL days. Are you enjoying watching football now or is it still kind of seem like a job when you think about it? Uh, the thing is, I never really watched sports like that. Um, I grew up a nerd, you know, uh, reading fantasy novels and 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 and, um, and and I don't know, kind of. I plain and simple, I just grew up a nerd, man. So sports <laughs> was kind of like just an outlet for me. Um, I like I like being physical. Like I like I like contact and stuff like that. And so football was just natural for me. But uh. You know, on my Saturdays, I don't, I don't really watch football. I, I, I go to like coffee shops and stuff like that, or I'll go, I'll take my daughter and we'll go to like bars and Nolas and sit for, for, for who knows how long, and we'll pick up different books. And I don't know, man. I'm, 
I'm definitely not what you would have called a jock uh, growing <laughs> up. But uh, but I like I like sports. Uh, my favorite sport to actually watch is boxing. But I keep up with Alabama just because you know it's Alabama and I play it there and I have a relationship with the players because I was up there for a couple of years um, recently and so you know I watch it just to just to say I watched it to be honest. Well, Glenn, you had a great career at the University of Alabama. We're glad you're doing well right now. Just thank you for joining us for this Alabama Legends interview. We really appreciate it and hope we'll see you in Tuscaloosa down the road. Thanks again. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right, that was Glenn Coffey, and thank you for watching the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.